He's too cocky. He's got too much confidence. He's too convicted. He's the number one high school football podcaster in America. He's the number one scout in the country. Coast to coast. Gold State to the Sunshine State. Giving it to you raw and uncut like the meat at the liquor store on the corner. KM to GM. Nobody does it better. Buckle up, folks. It's time for the truth. Let's fucking go. <laughs> welcome, welcome. You're now listening to Five Star Friday. Excited about the first Five Star Friday of the new season. Excited about my guests that we're going to be bringing on the show today. But before we get to that, I want to make sure everybody remembers and always keeps a focus on our Sleeper of the Week. It's time for our Sit and Sleep Sleeper of the Week. Really want to thank our guy, Larry Miller. He's allowing us to showcase unknown prospects that need to be brought to the spotlight. Larry is all about family and community, and his support is helping to change the lives of young players across the country. Each week, young men are getting scholarship offers after being featured on this show. So thank you, Larry. When we have business and a man that is really interested in the community, we need to show our support right back at him. Sit and Sleep is the only place that offers advanced sleep technology. Greg? Body diagnostics. That's five-star stuff. This is high-quality stuff. Lay down on a mattress, and within seconds, thousands of sensors can help you find the absolute right mattress for you. Wow, within seconds? Seconds. Man, that's awesome. Yeah. Sit and Sleep. They'll beat anyone's advertised price, or your mattress is free. Appreciate you, Larry Miller. Thank you, Larry. Your breakout party. And, uh, but before we get to any of that, Xavier, let's go back to the beginning where it all started for you. Were you always okay. a Southern California kid, or did you grow up somewhere else, and where did you play Pop Warner football? So, yeah, I've always been a Southern California kid. I grew up in Corona. I was born in L.A., moved out here when I was about two years old. But I uh, started playing football when I was nine years old for the Corona Chargers, right? So their whole organization, I was playing flag football for them as a nine-year-old. Um, you know, everybody else had been playing since they were four or five. I just got on since I was nine. Yeah, I played for the Corona Chargers. The Corona Chargers at nine years old. So is that when you fell in love with the game of football, flag football at nine, or were you just kind of tinkering around with the game? Is that it? Yeah, my friend suggested football to me. You know, we went to the same school, went to Todd Elementary. You know, he told me about football. He played football since he was about five years old. And I was like, no, I'll try it out. See how it goes. He wanted me to play tackle. My dad didn't think I was ready yet. But he was like, okay, well, I'll do flag football. Um, and that's why, that's really where I fell in love with the game, you know. And my dad and I found out that I had an arm, had natural arm strength. I was throwing the ball and things like that. So I was like, you know, I want to be a quarterback. And that's, that's where it started off. I wanted to be a quarterback ever since. That first flag football game when I was nine years old. Corona Chargers flag football is where it all started, baby. Now, let's move along. So, you knew you wanted to be a quarterback. Uh, when did you realize, hey, I have an arm that can take me places? So, this was as soon as, you know, my friend told me. And I, sure, I had thrown back and forth and, you know, in the street, front yard, or whatever it is. My dad, you know, just back and forth throwing the ball. And, you know, that's when we really realized, you know, I had big hands. Um, I could spiral the ball. I could put it where I wanted it to be. And it was just really natural talent from there. And um, that's when I knew. I was like, you know what? My dad went to Stanford. He played basketball. But he played quarterback in high school as well. He kind of knew what 
kind of knew what it took to start things out. Obviously, you know, didn't coach me up on everything I know, but he knew what it took to start me out. He just told me what it took when it came to the mental aspect of the game, and that's where I kind of started watching quarterbacks like uh, Drew Brees, uh, Peyton Manning back in that day, and, you know, Tom Brady. You know, I want to be like these guys. I want to be a great quarterback, and that's where it started. You've mentioned your dad already so much. Tell me what he means to you, not only as a father, but also somebody who's pushed you in the sport. Yeah, my dad is one of the greatest uh, inspirations in my life. You know, he has been through so much in his life. You know, like I said, played Stanford, uh, played basketball at Stanford. He's 6'7". Right now he works for uh, Volunteers of America, a nonprofit organization that works with homeless people and people that are trying to get out of addiction and things like that. And it's just really not only from his, his story with basketball and, and um, the things that he's gone through with it, like his hardships with addiction and homelessness and things like that, just uh, going to the top where he is right now, helping everybody and helping everybody in the best way that he can. It's really inspiring. And he's pushed me to be one of the best athletes I can be at this age right now. You know, he's, he's taught me what it takes to be a D1 athlete. Um, an NCAA athlete and, and get to the top with my full potential. Now, that's that's a beautiful story. Let's move along. <clears throat> so, you started at nine years old playing flag football. When did you first enter the game of tackle football, and what was that experience like, taking that first hit? So, and I'll take real quick, I'm going to take it back to flag football. Like I said with the quarterback thing, always had a great arm. I uh, was drafted as a quarterback. The quarterback, uh, the quarterback coach, the, I'm sorry, the head coach really liked me. Uh, thought I should play quarterback for their team, ended up getting on the team, and I played tailback because he started his son, you know, and never gave up, still loved the game of football. I played tailback, and I did great at tailback, and next next year, playing tackle football, got drafted. Once again, same story. Coach drafted me as a quarterback, had the best arm there, showed out in, in hell week and all that stuff, started his son. Played, played DB and tight end on that team. And, you know, other people may have quit. And they're like, oh, they never put me at the position I want to play. This is the position I play. I never gave up, and I had I had fun playing every position I played. Same thing happened again, peewee year. Drafted me as a quarterback. This time it wasn't his son. It was his good friend's son. He started him at quarterback. And played outside linebacker, played defensive end. And, you know, my whole journey, my whole junior, or junior All-American Every single season, it was just uh, a teaching for me. It was, it was a lesson for me. It was like, you know, don't give up. Everything I've done has led up to, you know, my freshman year. And we'll get at, we'll get into that in a second. But everything I've played, every position I've played has helped me to be a better quarterback now because I know everything that I was supposed to be doing every single place on the field. Absolutely. My follow-up question was going to be, how do you think that that shapes you, not just as an athlete, just as a, as a person, Right as a human being, how do you think those experiences being maybe overlooked or again undervalued for what you could do on the football field? How do you think that has shaped you, um, and just as a person? I think it's it shaped me to be one of the best and most hardworking people I could ever be. You know, it's never been to where I just got what I wanted without having to work my hardest. You know, every single time I even when I hurt. Even when I worked my hardest, I didn't get what I wanted. Even when I worked as hard as I could, I still came up short when it came to um, starting at quarterback or even playing quarterback that year. And that shaped me as a, as a, as a person. That helped me to um, build my humility. 
discipline, when it comes to not giving up and knowing that if I just keep on working hard, if I keep on working hard, never give up, that um, it'll it'll fall out for me. And it, it's going to, it always, you know, hard work beats talent when talent stops working hard. You know, I, ha- I had the talent, but I was never going to stop working hard because I knew that's what it took for me to reach my goals. Now let's get back to the original question. The original question yeah. was, that first year of tackle football. And I know that can be a little traumatizing for kids moving from flag to tackle. What was that first year yeah. like and just to strap on those pads and strap up that helmet? So, first time ever putting on a pads and helmet, you know, I came out there. I'm not going to say I was scared to get hit. I wasn't scared of anything, really. But it was really just a surprise. And I'm sure you know about him, but Corey Foreman, we played in the same league, played on the same um, – you know, Corona Chargers organization, right? Sure. And so that Hell Week and, you know, first putting on those helmets and pads, I hadn't been hit yet. I, we were going through all the drills of, you know, uh, Oklahoma's or what, what have you, whatever the drill was. I finally got to the blue team drill, and that was where all the best school players of that, you know, age group were. And, of course, Corey Farmer was in that group, right? Now, mind you, I had been hit. I had been tackled up until this point. I was juking all the – I was juking every tackle. I was making people miss. And they put me in a drill where I had to get tackled. I had to get touched. I had to get hit, right? And they perfectly put me up against Corey Foreman because they knew I hadn't got hit. So this, now, this is my first time ever getting tackled. At this point, you know, when I'm like five, seven, eight. Corey's what? I want to say six foot, six one. Yeah. And, you know, smaller dude against this bigger dude. My first time ever getting tackled. We went through the drill. He picked me up, pile drove me into the ground, and I was like, oh, shoot. I wasn't ready for it. You know, it was, it was a surprise. I was just like, okay, this is what tackle football is about. But unlike other people that may have quit or may have been like, you know, I don't know if I want to do this tackle football stuff, it was it was uh, an adrenaline rush for me. I was like, you know what, I want to do this again. I want to see if I can truck over this guy next time. I want to – I like this. I'm, tackle football is going to be – this is for me. I want to do this. Like, I – I loved football even more then. I was like, you know, once I got on my team, I was doing everything I could for my, I could for my team. I was doing good things. It was just, it went up from there. Sounds like another experience that helped shape you. Let's move along. You're into middle school at this point, and you're moving into high school. Did you choose Corona High School to begin with? And what was the experience like going into high school as a, as a guy who had been overlooked at the quarterback position? Again, I had found a, um, a, a personal trainer for quarterbacks and guys that were helping me get better. My dad was helping me get better, pay, you know, spending money on trying to get me to be the best I could. And so my first week, you know, coming into Roosevelt High School, I was like, you know, these guys, you know, it, it was kind of crazy because I had all this training and it was kind of weird to see so many people that first time ever playing football, guys that weren't athletic, guys, stuff like that. There was another quarterback, uh, Cole Booth who had, you know, we were competing for the job and things like that. Uh, this summer, I worked my hardest, and this is the first time that I ever actually played quarterback as my full-time position starting every single start, full season. And it was really, you know, it, it came back to that hard work thing. I was like, you know, as long as I keep on working hard, I'm going to get what I want. I'm going to get, you know, to where I need to be. I'm going to reach my goals, and that's what I did. 
No, that, that's a that's a beautiful game, a beautiful thing. A guy sticking with, uh, with his with his guts. A guy's you know throwing his heart out on the line and it's very admirable. Let's move along. When did you first move up to the varsity level, and what was that first game like behind center? I know it had to be a big adrenaline rush for you. It was crazy. So um, I had I was actually on you know I was dressing out for varsity every game of my freshman season. I had played. Um, one game, you know, the blowout game, I got in and uh, I threw a 40-yard completion for a first down. It was my first ever throw on varsity. It was a, it was a slant, you know, the, the receiver made a play, made a, a bunch of guys miss, but it was just a really, it was a really fun and it was a really crazy adrenaline, adrenaline rush to be able to be out there against these guys that are bigger than me, faster than me, and uh, on, a, on a higher level than me that I felt like. It was like, oh, I can play with these guys, you know. My first, my first game on varsity as a freshman, and I was like, you know what? I can do this. This is fun. I can, I can compete with these guys. I threw this, I threw this, I threw this um, completion, made it forty yards, went down the field. I handed it off, and that was, I, that's when I got taken out. But it was, it was mind blowing to me. It was just really like, I, you know, I can do this. Like, I, I'm going to be playing varsity next year, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a difference for this team. Confidence is a funny thing, man. It's a it's a really, really funny thing. Talk to me about your sophomore year. So you got the experience your freshman year. You threw a touchdown pass. You played in some mop-up duty. Talk to me about your sophomore campaign. What happened? So sophomore sophomore campaign, Kenzel Lawler, um, great quarterback. You know, turned corner. Now he's going to Utah as a DB right now. Mm-hmm. But um, he transferred into the transferred into Roosevelt High School my sophomore year. You know, I'm thinking, you know, I'm getting a relationship with the OC. I'm getting a relationship with the quarterback coach and things like that on varsity. And I'm, I'm getting ready to, you know, start this thing off as, a, as a, a varsity starter at quarterback. And then, boom, I'm 14 years old, 17-year-old transfers in um, already just by that. Odds are stacked against me. They already don't think I have as much uh, experience as him. And, you know, that was true. He'd been playing since he was, you know, four or five. I, again, I'd been playing since I was nine. And my first varsity start – and know only I'm sorry my first quarterback start and only start was just last year not you know junior uh, all-american or anything like that but it didn't keep me from quitting I never backed down unfortunately he started over me the first three games right he started over me for the first three games I played JV for my first two games and then that third game I went in for him you know he was making mistakes or whatever was going on against Servite um I went in, I tore it up, still lost, but threw about two touchdowns, I was hyped, I started for the rest of the season, and then um, the rest is history, you know, I put up good numbers, I was, I was throwing the ball, I was slinging the ball, 14-year-old against a bunch of, you know, 16, 17, 18-year-old varsity players that, you know, getting ready to go to, to college and things like that, and it was, it was just really fun, I was competing with these guys at a really young age. You know, you mentioned your, your age. You are a 14-year-old sophomore, so you're, you're young for your grade. Yeah. That's interesting because, as we know, a lot of quarterbacks are much older for their grade, right? The trend is yeah. to hold your kid back at the quarterback position so he can be more mature, more advanced, or whatever, whatever the case may be. But you're young for your grade. You were a 14-year-old sophomore starter um, a little over a year ago. So let's move to your junior year. This is like your breakout Deal, right? Xavier Ward, Roosevelt High School, he breaks out. They label you three stars. Tell me about the highs and the lows of your junior year. So, junior year, great year. Uh, again, um, first time. 
on the team. Um, through three touchdowns against them, we, we lost 30 to, 40, uh, 30 to 50, but I still thought it was one of my great games, you know, one of my best games against really good competition. We got guys that are going to D1 schools, Ohio State, and, uh, Oregon State, Silas Bolden. Um, great game, once again, Glendora. Great game as well. You know, it, it, was, it was really just learning experiences every single game. You know, soaking everything in, uh, we had a new OC, and you know, he did great things for us when it came to um, install and installing a new uh, and better offense, and it just worked better for the ability we had on our team, and I was just really excited. And honestly, it was just junior year, had a, had a great season, throwing touchdowns, throwing all over the field. It was almost like an air raid. We had a good running game, too, so that helped with it. And yeah, that's where I pulled a lot of, a lot of um, eyes and ears. Before that season, um, my spring before that season, that's when I pulled my offer from Oregon State. And, you know, that was, it really just gave me a, a, a real hot burning fire for this season. I was, I was even more psyched for the season. Like, you know, I'm getting offers before this season. I can probably pull some offers after the season once they see what I can do on the field. I was just really excited. Absolutely. Can you talk to me about your stats? from your junior year. I mean, I know you threw the ball all over the yard. You're in a little bit of an air raid. Like you said, you guys had a good running game at Roosevelt, but run down your stats for me from your junior year. Yeah, so stats I had, what was it? It was about 2,100, 2,200 yards, um, 22 touchdowns. Uh, running yards, I'm trying to remember if I, can't, if I can't remember exactly. I think I had about 200 running yards and uh, one running touchdown. Okay, and if you had to um, pinpoint a couple things that you want to improve on or that you at least attack this offseason to showcase your senior year, what would be those things? Things to improve on. Um, so one thing I already had improved on, I don't know if you can, if you uh, see my film, but in my film and in a lot of my pictures that you know were taken during the game, my release was really elongated. You know, I came back, uh, my throwing arm was past 90 degrees. And, you know, by looking at that, I was like, my release was still fast, but it could be even faster. Yes. If I get my release in and get it, get my elbow to 90 degrees when I'm cocking the ball back, um, then my release could be even faster, and that'll make me that much better. And that's something that I have already improved on and I've been working on ever since the season was over. You know, I, I didn't want to work on it during season because, you know, I wanted to be uh, comfortable and making sure that I was just doing my thing and not thinking about anything uh, during the games. But as soon as season was over, I was working on that. I got that back to a 90 right now. You know, I'm, I'm good. I've improved that. Other things um, that I would like to work on are my speed. You know, because I, I want to – the game has changed. You know, the quarterbacks now, they got to be able to move. And I can move just fine in the pocket. I can, I, I'm great at manipulating the pocket. But I'd like to be able to move a little bit better outside of the pocket when it comes to uh, getting yards, you know, carrying my big runs and touchdowns, things like that. Um other than that, my, my arm strength, I feel, is there's, there's never, there's never um, too much room for improvement. And everything that I feel is already good with me now, I'm going to be improving. And I'm going to be making better because I want to be the best version of myself uh, going into this season. And then after that, the best version of myself going into college. Absolutely. In my evaluation of you, Xavier, two things I pinpoint. Number one, his delivery is very long. Number two, he could be a better athlete when he tucks the football. <clears throat> Those were my two specific areas for improvement for you. And as the best scout in America, I think you are right in line with making a huge jump 
your senior year. And, of course, you have the top 100 showcase at the winter circle going down tomorrow. What are your thoughts and how do you feel? Uh, about this uh, uh, showcase here? Yes. So, I feel really good about it. I'm actually really excited. I was just telling my dad about how excited I am for it. Because, you know, because of this, um, you know, coronavirus, this COVID-19 thing that uh, happened this spring, it really, you know, hit right after my Elite 11 camp. And, you know, that's actually where I got my three stars from. And from that camp, I was competing with, you know, all the big guys, all the five stars, all the – I was showing myself in that I was on their level. That's where I pulled my stars from. And I, from that camp on, I was real, real excited. And that's right when it got super intense with this COVID-19 stuff. Everything was shut down. I couldn't get to any parks. I couldn't get to any camps. All the camps were being shut down and things like that. And, you know, this showcase is really just a super big opportunity to um, do what I was going to do this spring. And that's what I'm really excited about. I'm really excited to come out in front of these, what it was, like over 60 Power 5, power five schools and, and show myself, you know, show myself these Pac-12 schools, SEC schools, ACC, all those guys. I want to show them that I am on, I am up to par with their level of play. And I can be on any team and do, and do well for that team. So I'm super excited super excited to show myself when it comes to the combine, especially the throwing. Um, I think I can compete with anybody, any quarterback that you put up against me. You talked a little bit about conferences, SEC, ACC, Pac-12. You have a couple offers. Talk to me about your offers, and then talk to me about the schools who have shown serious interest in you. Okay, so I have three offers right now. Um, as I said earlier, Oregon State um, early on, uh, spring before last season. Then a couple weeks ago in the same week, I got two FCS schools, um, Eastern Washington and the University of Idaho. Those are my three offers right now. Interest, I've been talking to Washington State, uh, Fresno State, Utah State, Colorado State, uh, University of Colorado, um, so much more, Nebraska, well, uh, Northwestern, um, Indiana University, all types, etc. It's it a really big list of uh, college-interested schools, and it, it's just um, I'm working through this. This uh, recruiting process, uh, making videos, trying to send out everything that I can to these colleges, make sure that I'm getting as, as much as I can out of this. You know, they can't visit and see me in person right now. And that's what all these calls, that's what I've heard from every single college that's talked to me, is that they want to come out and see me in person. So I'm doing the best that I can to take these videos and, and send it to every college. You know, that, that's my list of interests, that's my list of, list of offers. If you had to pick. Th- three to five dream offers, no matter where it is or, or where they're located across the country. Dream offers for you would be what? Would be who? Dream offers. So I've always had um, a really big interest in Stanford University. Yeah, just because I, my, my dad had went there. I've been there so many times. The campus is beautiful. I've met the coaches. I've been to um, Stanford camps ever since uh, freshman year. Love it up there. It's so beautiful, and it's just, um, I think that, you know, Stanford would just be, it's a prestigious school. I would love that as one of my dream offers. Um, Secondly, I would love, let me think about it, you know, USC, you know, it's local, um, puts guys in the the NFL. Um, They're starting to change their offense now with their new OCs, their 
a West Coast offense, and I really like that how they're, they're starting to throw more. And uh, that's because I love throwing. And um, you know, USC, I've been up there multiple times. Their campus is beautiful as well. It's close to home. But don't get me wrong. There is no. I have no problem with going all over the country as long as my dream school. You know, as long as I consider my dream school the school that checks all the boxes and that makes me feel at the most at home. Um, but for my last dream school, I would have to say, I would say University of Oregon or, 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 or Washington State. They both throw the ball a lot. Pac-12 schools, again, clo- closer to home than, than, um, than other schools. And they just, you know, Oregon, Oregon's, uh, their uniforms are great. Washington State, uh, their, their uniforms are great as well, and it's just, it's a, it feels like a home environment when I go up to those schools. You know, I visited before, I've been up there, I've been to those places, and it just really feels like a home environment. That's what I want to see in my dream school. Xavier, you talked about checking all the boxes. What do those boxes look yeah. like for you? If, if, if somebody said, hey, Xavier, those boxes that you're talking about, what are they? You mind sharing that with us? question about it no question about it well Xavier listen you've done a great job answering all the questions that I've had I've got one more question and I want to end this interview where do you see yourself five years from now about my 
journey as a quarterback and how I got to the pros and, and what I'm going to do when I'm there. Um, that's my first place that I see myself. Second place is that I've always wanted to be a um, either an engineer, a mechanical engineer, or a, uh, a sports manager, like a, like an agent for a uh, pro player or whatever it is, um, helping these pro players stay on the right track with their money and things like that. That's always been interest, an interest for me as well. Uh, but both, either way, helping people and making impact on the world as best I can. No, that, that's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful sign. Well, Xavier, I appreciate you for joining the Transparent Truth Five Star Friday. Good luck tomorrow at the Top 100 Showcase. I'll be there in attendance. I'll be watching you and all the other top prospects very closely. And uh, I wish you nothing but the best. Please uh, stay safe, stay well, and God bless you. Thank you. God bless you, too. Take care now. Ladies and gentlemen, Xavier Ward, Corona Roosevelt High School, three-star quarterback in the eyes of the experts, four-star quarterback in the eyes of the best scout in America, here on The Transparent Truth. All right, we'd like to thank Xavier for joining the show. What a great interview. Sounds like such a great kid. Somebody, some college is going to get his signature, and it's going to improve not only their team and that quarterback room and that offense, but the college itself and the community. I think you have a natural-born leader and a guy who is resilient and has the guts to fight uh, even when he is not the favorite. He seems to thrive as being the underdog. So uh, good luck to Xavier, and uh, I look forward to seeing him tomorrow. Thank you so much for joining me here on Five Star Friday. Check back next week. we got three shows every week now. we got the Transparent Truth dropping on Wednesday. we got the Instant Impact National Recruiting Analysis with myself and my boy Brooks Austin dropping on Thursday. We have Five Star Friday. Dropping every Friday with some of the top prospects in America here on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, there's a new sheriff in town, and his name's Richie Hammond. Y'all be cool. <laughs>